You're listening to the Entwine Podcast. I am excited to bring you this episode. This podcast is designed to bring you life experiences as an immigrant, challenges we faced, and how to overcome those, and the numerous benefits out there. Let's get started with your host, Blessing Adarmala. Hi, welcome to another episode with Entwine with B. Today, I have two amazing gentlemen who are going to be sharing amazing experience of their first first college experience, their first travel experience, their culture chalk. But before we start, I have a quote from Abraham Lincoln, which says, those who deny freedom to others deserve it not for themselves. Now I'm going to ask um, Felix and Josiah to please Introduce themselves, just say a little bit about themselves. We would go with Josiah first. Hi, Blessing. Thanks a lot for having me on this podcast today. So, I'm Josiah, uh, a Nigerian international graduate student here at Washington State University. I had my undergrad in physics, electronics in Nigeria, my home country, and I'm here studying for a graduate degree in material science and engineering. Um, I'm a music-loving person, especially classical music, and I have a couple of the interests that have relations to the arts for some interesting reason. But I mean, here am I in science, but that's a little bit about myself. Uh, from a family of five, and I have two amazing siblings, and I'm excited to be on this podcast. Thank you, Josiah. I'm happy to have you here on the show, too. And now we go to Felix. Hi, Blessing. Hi, Josiah. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm Felix, and I'm very happy to be here. I was a graduate student of Eastern Mediterranean University in Cyprus. I studied communication and media studies. I graduated in 2019. Uh, after my graduation, I moved to Istanbul, where I was a, an English teacher for a period of about seven months. Uh, I'm currently on holidays in Nigeria. I'm very happy to be here once again. Thank you, fellas. Um... I appreciate that. And we're going to, I hope when I do call you gentlemen again to come talk, I hope I you're ready to like share your amazing experience in another country with me. So to get started, two weeks ago, I did share my experience, my first experience. I said a little bit about myself how my American dream came to be. And in my first class experience, my first plane experience, and that is what we are going to be discussing today. So with my first question, like what was your rationale to like, I know you both were a student, Josiah is a student, Felix graduated already. So what was your rationale to going to another country to study 
And without her, I'm going to go with Josiah first. Thanks so much, Wilson. I, I um, do appreciate that question. And I was going to say hello to Felix. Too. I missed that in my intro. So hi, Felix. Uh, good to hear from you on this platform after a very, very long time, definitely. Um, looking back at my experience after leaving um, high school or secondary school, as it's called in Nigeria, I, I, I somehow we fell in love with science. I know I was in science all the way from SS1, but I, I felt like I, I just hit some sort of epiphany that just opened my eyes to realize there's a lot more to science than what I'm experiencing here. And that, that must have been thanks to uh, a junior student who had a science textbook that was just just amazing, like the layout, the content. It was it was from a foreign publisher, obviously, but that just tickled something inside of me, and that propelled me to go forward to college, to university, to study physics. Um, although that wasn't because there wasn't an engineering course at the school I attended, so but they hadn't started that program, so I did physics. But then, even as I studied physics there, I still knew there was a lot more. Because I would read textbooks and I would just see how concepts would be discussed, how examples were made, you know, how problems were solved. And I just thought to myself, the only way I'm going to be able to satisfy this innate desire to really explore this amazing world of science would be to seek for better knowledge outside of Nigeria. So all the way from say my first or second year in uni, I just knew this isn't going to be it. It's not going to be enough. And I just had that desire to really seek for education outside the shores of Nigeria. And once I was done with uni, that was tops on my mind, even in between doing my national youth service one year after school. That was very just heavy on my mind. And that's why I was able to walk towards that and today uh, thankfully it's almost going to be a reality so that that was the big reason behind uh, my inspiration to come to washington state or to leave nigeria at all to study um, for a graduate degree that's very good thank you for sharing Josiah. and it's really amazing that your passion for science just to learn more was what propelled you to seek help more, to go out there to make inquiries, and now you're pursuing that that goal, that passion. That's very good. And now, Felix, what was your rationale um, to go study in, is that Cyprus? Yeah, thank you very much for the question. Uh, when I had to go study in Cyprus, I had nothing in mind specifically. My idea was, uh, I had this fairy tale idea, kind of, going to school abroad, these certain things different from what we have back home in Nigeria. And, uh, so, I... I had this um, I had this idea that okay, the foreign education was superior to what we have in Nigeria. And I 
then I started making my research and looking at options of places where I could run my graduate program within a very short period of time and um, less application stress and all the whole process. Cyprus came up and I did apply in few weeks I was in and I was able to process my movement and roughly within the month and a half I was able to move to move to Cyprus. Um, the first thing that hit me when I got to the country was uh, the cultural difference. You know, I've only believed, I've only thought about oh, how humans existed and we have similar attitudes, behaviors, and all of that. But yeah, getting there, I, I discovered the differences. And the idea that a white man has no culture is actually false. So, yeah, that's uh, a bit of my rationale why going to school abroad. Definitely. Yeah, I thank you for bringing that up, Felix. Like, sometimes people really don't think about, like, their passion let's say I have passion to be an entrepreneur and I do want to move out of my country because it's not like there are no opportunities or um, there are no like ways for me to achieve that my goal, my passion. Another way is like seeking or researching what country or what better place, you know, can provide me the opportunity, can provide me that that access to achieve my goal. So sometimes the rationale is okay to be just moving out of the space I am, you know, going to a better space, then in that space pursuing my dream or my career or my passion. So thank you very much for sharing that, both of you. And now to travel experience, like, my coming to the United States was my first plane ride. I mean, I've been to another country. I studied French in the Republic, but coming to the United States, flying across oceans, flying miles and miles was my first experience. And I just want to hear a little bit about your experience. Were you confused? Did you know exactly what you were doing? Like when you had stopover, if you did have a stopover, where you sat in, you, you just knew everything. Like you didn't ask questions. You just knew exactly what you were doing. Thanks so much, Blessing, for the question. And I'm, I'm, really, I'm really kicking into enjoying this podcast already. And I, I say that because I, when I look back on my travel experience, I definitely would have gotten lost if not for help. I definitely would have probably, you know, missed missed a missed a lot of flights. So it it, it all started because I my, my flight from my flight from home I had to leave from Abuja was was going to be late, a late flight. It was going to be at about eleven p.m. or so, and um I remember wanting to leave and because. 
I had my instruments, uh, a violin, and then I was told I couldn't check it in for some reason because the card was going to be excess luggage or something. I was able to get around that, and then just interesting, yeah. you know, I wouldn't say it's coincidence, I would just say it's just a miracle. Like God just, just, just brought somebody that uh, was very familiar to my mom, and she was like, oh, you're traveling on the same flight? Interesting. Vice one is going to be on the same flight too. And this person was not just some regular person this person was who i described mm. as he just knew the flight routes like the back of his palm because when i when i when the flight departed from abuja and it it was gonna have a stopover at uh frankfurt that was in germany the 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 layout of the airport was so complex we had to take trains to move from where our arrival was to our next departure and there is no way on that god's heaven that i will have been able to make it on my own it was a it was such a long distance mm-hmm. that i kept asking myself are we still in this airport because this looks so long you know and then i was able to really appreciate having having help because i mean that that just seemed to me so much confusion so that that happened and then um he was not headed to the he was not headed um as far as i was headed i think he was going to chicago or something and then so he had to stop over at some point i mean but he was it was able to give me a lot of directions and then because i had previous experience flying but not as much experience flying that long it was really really um such a, a stressful one because i remember always telling this joke sometimes when I talk about my flights, that I, I, because I, I was not very familiar with the changes in time zone. So when I saw the, I, I had the screen in front of me, and then I saw, oh, it was telling me, say, for example, if I left Frankfurt by, say, 11, and he said it was going to arrive in, say, San Francisco by, say, 5. And then my, my thought, oh, that's going to be just six hours, just six hours, nothing more, nothing less. Then it was going to be, say, 5 p.m., and then it was getting dark. And then right before my very eyes, the sun just kind of woke up back from sleep. And then it became morning again, and I'm like, okay, something's wrong. And then that was my very first experience with changing time zones. So, like, before my very eyes, everything went from evening to morning, like, in, in minutes. And then my flight just started all yeah. over again. So I was, like, 12 hours behind, and I just looked like, okay. This is not fun, you know. So, 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 so that was pretty much my experience, and then having to, I had to ask a lot of questions really to just try find my way, and then finally get the US in one piece. So that that was the experience for me. Thank you, Josiah. Like while while you were talking, I certainly like relate to your experience. Uh, I was traveling alone, and we had to like take trains and I was like, am I still in the airport? Am I going to get to the United States in one piece? I had no idea what I was doing. And then I had no like mobile data to connect to my parents. I wasn't even sure if the time on my phone then was like correct. If I was, you know, like if I wasn't going to miss my flight, but asking questions like in your case, you did have help. I, I did ask a lot of questions. Like I went to the, you know, customer representative just to like make sure I was doing the right thing. And you don't go wrong, you know, like asking questions and 
seeking for help. Thank you very much for sharing that. And now to Felix. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, my experience is a bit different from Giselle's experience. Um, firstly, because when I decided on going to Cyprus, I made contact with people in Cyprus already. So he explained how the movement from Nigeria to Cyprus is and um, the options I have. So I had um, like a mental picture of how the journey would go. Secondly, I was paired with someone that was also going from Nigeria to Cyprus on the same flight with me. So I had all the help I could get from Nigeria till I arrived in Cyprus. And it was just uh, the only problem I had on the road, my flying was uh, my stopover. I had a, I had a seven or eight hour stopover in Istanbul. Istanbul is, I think, one of the most busiest uh, airports in the world. So the seats were not enough. You have to stand, keep moving, and all that. So it was a bit stressful waiting for six, seven hours. But basically, my journey was uh, smooth. Thank you for sharing. Well, it's uh, it's good that you had like an amazing trip. Like for my case, I didn't get any sleep like on the flight from Lagos to Dubai and then when I got to Dubai even though I was confused not knowing what to do and then I was tired like my eyes were so tired I was so disoriented I didn't know what I was doing so it's really good also to like you know get some sleep you know when you're traveling that long flight get some sleep in flight so at least you have like one thing going for you Thank you for sharing, both of you. Now to like one of my favorite discussion, like things that I really talked about is that first class experience. I know both of you did high school in Nigeria because we went to the same high school. But getting here, like the classroom experience is just very different. The education experience is different. The way the professor and the students interact are different, the class syllabus, what they expect from you, just everything is just different. So can you please share with me your first class experience? Was it easy? Like, what was it like for you, Josiah? Thank you very much for that question, Dustin. It, it definitely was very different for me. And I... I remember it very well because it, it has stuck with me as a as a side joke I tell sometimes. And that's because my very first class was taught by a female professor. And not just a female professor, but then the female professor was teaching me math class. And it was a really it was a it was a, a, a class in calculus that's really it's, it's regarded as a very tough class system with um, partial differential equations. And then I had, I mean, I had seen movies of, you know, female professors teaching classes in foreign countries. But being there in person, 
I mean, you know, as as a as a as a typical Nigerian guy, I sat in front of my class. No, no, no trouble. Like I didn't have a problem. I was never going to sit at the back of my class. Why? Because it was just it was just normal, you know. I was like, who does that? Because everybody's sitting at the back of me because I'm like, what's wrong with you people? Like, what happened to the front? Okay, so I sat in front of my class, and then lo and behold, the teacher started teaching the professor. And then for the first 10 minutes, I, I, I like to say this, I thought I was watching a movie because she was just so good. And this was a, a female professor and she was tall. And I was like, I was just dazed. I'm like, what have I gotten myself into? This is too good to be true. And it was, it was, it was amazing in terms of, the 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 quality of which she delivered it just blew my mind i just was lost in thought i had to bring myself back to and interestingly that was also my first time in the in the u.s and i hadn't spent so i came say roughly less than two weeks to resumption so i was doubling as both a tourist and a student so at that point in that class i had to regain my consciousness to tell myself um, Josiah, you are a student at this point. Quit being a tourist because if you keep being a tourist, you're not gonna follow in this class because I was just just enjoying the class, not paying much attention to the technical details, you know, to take in mm-hmm. notes. I was just like lost, you know, lost in thought. Like wow, wow, okay, this is just amazing. So that mm-hmm. that was pretty much my first first experience, and then I had I had an exchange with assignment, you know, which was just different. Because my first assignment was more like a whole exam, and I just told myself, "Wow, wow, okay, this is so much that it would this would probably serve as a midterm in, in Nigeria or something." But this is just assignment number one, you know. And that, that that was my first experience. And then people didn't really talk to each other a lot in the class. It was like everybody was just in their own world, you know. And you just looked scary to talk to somebody because you're not sure if they're gonna just not answer you so that that was that was my first experience in in the class my first international class thank you for sharing josiah and i definitely relate to like all you said and i'll feel this can you please share your first class experience and i know like with talkie side yeah talkie the 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 class experience might be different to the u.s i'm really interested to hear that I think my first class we were about twelve. I'm correct. And the professor just came in. It was a very friendly conversation that he started with. And it was a bit different from what I'm used to. And so uh, secondly, I struggle to understand what he was saying. One for his accent and also his voice. It was very calm, unlike um, what we have back home. A bit, yes, a bit harsh and all that. Hmm. Uh, but. I guess within the first 15-20 minutes, I was able to adjust to the class and I was getting into the class gradually. 
I think majorly because I was sitting in front. Then another thing that happened to me was uh, locating the class. Yeah, it was uh, they, in my school. They have this central lecture area where they have different classroom. It's a very big building, so they have different labels. So differentiating these labels and spotting my class was quite difficult. So I had to ask people, but unfortunately, the first three people I met were Turkish speakers. They didn't understand English. So uh, the, f the first person was confused as I am. I was speaking English. He was so he, he was waving me off. I was thinking, what is yeah, what is wrong with you? Like I'm asking a question, and you so I, I felt he was just pretending not being able to speak English. So it was so it was like, the third person, and I said, okay, these people, not all of them can speak English. So I had to bring out the timetable to show the third person where I was going to. So with a bit, uh, a bit of uh, sign languages, it could direct me to where I was going to. Then also, they had uh, a 15 minutes break in between um, class periods. So the class is really run for two hours, 30 minutes, three hours max. So you can run the first one hour, 15 minutes, then there'll be 15, 20 minutes break, then they run the other hour of the class. I was shocked when the professor and some students went out together to sit and smoke together. Yeah, unlike Nigeria, there is this, uh, we see our lecturers, professors as demigod. So, but the old friendly nature and everything about them was was a culture, cultural shock for me. But I, I was able to adjust to the end of the of the program. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing, um, Felix. Uh, definitely. The culture shock is there. Also, here in the U.S., like teachers are very friendly, and that's one of the amazing opportunity I've come to appreciate. Being able to be in a space to ask questions, to go to your professors' office hours, to like just sit there with them and just you know ask those questions. Be sure you're doing the right thing which is not obtainable in the country where we are from, which is very sad, unfortunately, but just grateful for the opportunity to, you know, to ask questions, to be comfortable asking questions. Thank you for sharing both of you. Now, I'm just going to ask you to like share just your uh, overall experience, like on your, like, what did you like? What didn't you like? 
what have you come to love? Thank you very much for listening for that question. Overall, I'll definitely start by reacquiring what you just said. It's it's really something to appreciate that ability to freely have conversations with your instructors and begin to see your instructors um, more as partners and guidance as um, as again seeing them as um, referees as people who call the shots as people who are just out to fill you by every means possible but beginning to see them as partners and friends in your learning experience that has really been something I have appreciated and I don't think I have appreciated enough but it's something that has really changed my perspective about learning and also the the culture of the people the willingness to help the openness to just um be 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 of help to people even at sometimes uh, at, at, at a cost i remember an experience i had i was going to miss my bus one day and it was in the middle in the middle of the winter it was snowing heavily it was going to be a very cold and painful walk home that day and I was chasing the bus, you know, frantically, and I, I was going to miss that bus, definitely. And out of nowhere, somebody I've never met just drove up to me, flung her door open, you know, I jumped in the car, and then she drove, and she literally went to block this bus. Like, she just wow. parked in front of this bus, like, you ain't going nowhere until this dude gets on the bus. And I was just amazed, you know, I was like, okay, this is this is something. So that, that, that free spirit to help people and that that just that openness i think these are the things that i appreciated uh in terms of things i have probably that have put me off let me see um okay i think it's on the flip side people too can be very you know on their own i was telling i was joking with my with my parents and my sister and i was telling her that I can be in a in a in a in an apartment for a year and not know who my neighbor is. Not because sure. I cannot wake up in the morning and say, Hey, hello. It's because everybody just minds their business and sometimes it can be very you know, you just want to interact with somebody, you know, yeah. you don't just wanna if I see my neighbor on the bus, I wouldn't even be able to tell because I don't see you for for, for a whole year. I don't know what you look like. So I think that's something that really put me off. Um and then I mean Besides that, just that openness to relate to people has been something I've come to appreciate a lot. I think that, that that's my overall view of things. And then just just on, on, on a conclusive note, I've just noticed that I've come to appreciate the fact that people here study out of excitement. They study because of a desire to learn. Mm-hmm. You know, from, from, from home, going to school was more like, you have no choice. You have to go to school. Like, I cannot have a child that will not have a, a college degree. That's not happening. Mm-hmm. And my child will be a doctor and a lawyer, you know? But here, it's more like you're studying because you are interested in what you're studying. In fact, it, it interested me that um, people would, you know, start a program and not even declare their major until maybe like the second year. I'm like, really? Definitely. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. So I think that, that, that that's my big picture of how um, I, I began to see things um, studying in the United States and 
with the educational experience so far. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Um, especially people studying because they want to study. We have uh, people who don't go to school and they're entrepreneurs or like they they just follow their passion. You don't you don't have to like you know study be in a uh, four enclosed corners to to pursue your, your career to pursue your passion. You can take certifications you know to be entrepreneurs you can learn more to, to be a photographer you can anything just your passion i definitely agree with you thank you for sharing josiah and now to um, felix uh, let me first of all thank josiah for that very good contribution and uh, i would say i'll start off where i stopped There is this belief that African, we, we live a communal life. Why in the Western world, they so much believe in individualism. But there is something I have observed personally, it's a personal observation. In their individual way of life, they tend to look out for the next person. Whereas in Africa, where we live the known communal life, we do really look out for the next person. Like, you, if something is wrong with you, they would easily spot that you are uncomfortable, you need something, you are lost, all, all that. But back home, even your parents sometimes would not notice. I, I understand that the uh, ex experience is different for people in Africa and people in the Western world. But then it defeats the idea of individualism and communalism that we hold for both part of the world. Let me use my, uh, myself as an example. When I, after my first semester, I decided to leave the dormitory to leave off campus. I was looking for apartments. And the, the, when, when I was calling up people, the first thing they told me, they asked for my nationality. And if I tell them, okay, I'm from Nigeria, they tell you, okay, we don't want Nigerians because the previous Nigerians we had were bad, they spoiled the house, blah, 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 you know. They give you reasons why it's like this. Then I asked people, Nigerians and non Nigerians, and I, I believe that it is true. It's not a racist behavior. Not wanting to give a black man your house in talk in um, in in Cyprus. It is because of how bad blacks sometimes use the house and how they treat their house owners. 
some of them default on bills which is which becomes a problem for the house owner when they leave so this this kind of thing and you find that real nigerians did well their house owners are willing to give out their apartments to nigerians so it's a two-way thing for you whatever you do you you get immediately from people so that it's really shaped my idea about different people and uh, i begin to handle people as individuals not as a group i won't say because one nigerian did something to me i'll i'll classify all nigerians in that light I try to act uh, to act accordingly to people based on their behaviors. That kind of thing. So I think that's my own idea about this. Yeah, I definitely agree with you, Felix. Uh, you're right. Well, we should um, acknowledge, you know, people individually and not judge them by their background or by where they came from. We have successful people, we have refugees, we have people who came from nothing to become something, you know? Like, we don't have to judge people from where they are or, like, stereotypes that we have about them. And we still struggle as a society, whether it be in African country or even in developed countries like Europe or here in the US. But it's that is definitely something that we all should, you know, think about not to judge people collectively, but you know, judge them by their character and like would they hurt physically. Really I appreciate you, Josiah and Felix, for joining me today. It's been an episode. It feels like the conversation should just like going on. I have so many questions to ask, but because of time, so definitely I wish and I hope you'll join me again sometime soon. Anytime you're ready or anytime there's an insightful conversation, I really do appreciate it. And is there any last thing you would like to say? Um, I think I think I I give yeah I I just left for this topic. Thank you, blessing for this wonderful platform for people to share their personal experience, and um, in a way others can learn from it. For example, I don't think I'll be going through Frankfurt and not um, already have a picture of moving from one part of the airport to the other part based on Josiah's story. Yeah. Um, but the last word I would just say for, to people, especially uh, Africans going abroad to study, is uh, we, we should try and maximize the experience. And um, also we should try to replicate the experience we've enjoyed 
within our own little community. For, for example, uh, we have a lot of Nigerian professors going abroad to study. They see the process, but when they get back home, they maintain the status quo, which is bad because they know what they are offering is not good enough as compared to what they've learned. So I think as um, individuals, as a group of people, we need to uh, incorporate what we've the good things we've learned abroad to improving our own local system. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks so much, um, Felix, for that. That was really very insightful. And I, I, I'll just, I mean, probably cap off on um talking about. Generally, um, making the most of the experience, that's one for sure. And also, um, I think communicating or learning to interact or learning to express is, is, is something that this platform has really, um, really, really sells, you know, people to just have a have a, a space to share experiences so that others can learn from that and others can gain some insights. It, it's really something that, as a people, we are learning to cultivate. I mean, there's a lot of talks that, there's a lot of, there's a lot of ongoing conversations around different topics, mental health, economic development, all of those things, maximizing career productivity. So it's also good, it's also good that we have such a platform that also talks about um, international students sharing experiences, especially from Nigeria and who knows from other African countries or some other place. So yes, as parting words, um, make the most of the experience. Also, dream big and also learn to celebrate small wins. Don't beat up yourself when you don't meet up to your expectations. Because sometimes. We have this, you know, as Nigerians, we have these very lofty expectations of ourselves. Like, you know, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And then three months down the line, you've not even done half. And then, you know, you, you, you tend to even recoil going to some sort of mini depression or, you know, you just feel beat up. And then, but that desire to keep going, because, I mean, I, I, one thing I've learned is that people, they learn to forgive themselves easily. I mean, it, it, they laugh at themselves even when they make mistakes. But, it's very tough for a Nigerian typical person to laugh at himself by mistake because he feels, I mean, I should have done this, you know? So just that sense of forgiving yourself and letting yourself start start, start over again, kick up yourself from where you are and keep moving. I sure. think that's going to be my pattern. But don't beat up yourself. Learn to forgive yourself. But then also hold yourself to high standards. But then when you don't meet up, just keep going. Whether you run or you crawl or you fly, Thank you. It's been an episode. Thank you, Felix and Josiah, for joining me on today's episode. I do hope to get you back here to have more insightful discussion. And thank you all for listening. And as we've all said, don't uh, beat up yourself. Just give yourself patience. Try to 
ask questions and continue to you know get to that step where you're you 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 continue gradually to get to your goal your passion thank you for listening and hope to see you back here in two weeks time this episode of entwine has ended but be sure to subscribe for more content on how to navigate life as an immigrant and don't forget to rate and review so i can continue to bring you the next best content talk to you soon